Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. with, uh, I, I was hosting with, uh, you know, 
Kanan and Tia uh, as our uh, my fellow panelists. And uh, Kanan mentioned that um, a lot of people are going to be upset after this episode. Um, and I pleaded with him not to, you know, reveal any information as to why, um, and he did not. Um, but uh, a lot of people are upset after this episode. So, I mean, whatever information that he had, which I still don't know what he knew before, um, I, I, I guess I just don't really care. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whatever it was, uh, he was right about it. Um, but let's jump into it because I actually really fucking enjoyed the episode. Um, I, like, th- th- there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts going on. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I can understand why some people did not enjoy it. Um, but overall, I thought it was fine. I thought that, again, for those who are like so married to the books, we're so far removed from the books that you're not going to get George R. R. Martin's storytelling anymore. Like, it's just not going to happen. You're going to get variations. Like bullet points of lay things laid out that you know two other writers are are, are tackling or showrunners or what have you. Um, it's just it's it's not going to be that. So like you you really should have like come to grips with that a couple seasons ago. Um, but hey, I digress. You know um, you're you're more than welcome to to bitch on the internet. People people just. They, they can't wait to hear it. Um, if you want but, to, I mean, you don't have really to, do. but you um, know. yeah, no, that's it's, it's like they. Well, it, I, I will say this. I mean, people who are upset about it want to hear it. So there you go. Uh, it's just like you know, people upset about the Last Jedi wanted to hear people bitch about the Last Jedi. They're like, oh yeah, I, I didn't even recognize that. I can bitch about that and too. Being angry. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe but, you guys uh, should find – or whoever should find some more constructive things to do. Like go listen to a Beatles album. And if you get so angry about something that you're watching you know, or it feels so self-important that you got to get your fucking – yourself out there, put yourself over <laughs> over on the interwebs, you know, just listen to a Beatles album. Just calm down. Have a good time. That's all I'd say. You know? Or yeah. listen to Bob Marley. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. Um, but – uh, we're we're already annexing like so many people like who maybe tuned into this for the first time and they're like, ugh, fucking D and D fan Oh god, they uh, have their I'm opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're we're the unapologetic people who um enjoy the show for what it is. And, you know, uh you know, we might have some qualms along the way, but um, you know, we don't we don't necessarily let it uh at the very least, if, if we don't like enjoy aspects of an episode, we don't let it ruin our day. Um, you know, so and we're not going to start know, a petition. No, definitely not going to start a petition. It's <laughs> the worst fucking idea ever. Um, I hate petitions. I really, really, really hate petitions. <laughs> they're never used they're, correctly. They're, they're, no, they're really not. They're, they're never used correctly. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, I I actually I I really did I enjoyed this episode. Um, I I thought uh, it was probably my least favorite of this season. Um, but I've enjoyed every episode of this season. Um, it might rank a little higher than episode one, just because episode one is like 
um, typically like that that setup episode um, that you know you get a lot of really good scenes, but like not a lot of great content, if you will. Um, not like the the plot doesn't usually progress a whole lot. Like there's a lot of setup, but there's no payoff. Um, so like maybe I like it more than episode one. I'd have to like really delve into it. Um, I don't like it as much as two or three. I still think episode two is probably my favorite in this season thus far. Um, I just really fucking loved episode two. Like it was everything that I wanted in that episode. I fucking genuinely love it. Um, there was nothing wrong with that episode in my opinion. Um, just for me personally. Uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, I still did. There was a lot of, uh, um, a lot of setup, a lot of various, uh, things at play. We are back, uh, like thrown headstrong back into the game of Thrones. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to see um, what uh, you know what comes with the next couple episodes. Um, just your general thoughts before we delve into the content of the actual episode, Dan. I thought it was a good episode. It was solid. It was the aftermath of a big battle. You know, the celebration, if you will. I thought they picked some rather uh, strange uh, ways. I, I like. I, I'll, I'll just flat out say it. I did not see Jamie and, and uh, Brienne uh, getting together at all. Um, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk get about to that. that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. But um, just a really really good episode. And you know, for all you Danny lovers, this proves once again that she's mad and she's gonna burn <laughs> the fucking place down. My lord, she's gonna listen. Uh, to, speaking about the Beatles, will, she's gonna listen to Helter Skelter while she goes in there with Joe Don and burns <laughs> a bunch of innocent children. So there you go. Um, I will. I, I'm actually going to defend Danny a little bit in this episode. A little bit, not uh, not ultimately, but a little bit because I do have some points in which I think that I I don't necessarily disagree with some of the things she was saying. Um, but again, but seriously, we'll get there. Big big ups on Amelia Clark for her acting because anyone that can show that type of level of anger within just a face change, I definitely want to give them, uh, you know, some props. And uh, guys, uh, it doesn't matter if it's your mom, your sister, your significant other, girlfriend, wife, whatever. If she gives you those facial expressions, you're fucked. So just there's a yeah. warning and a good example. If you don't know, now you know. Um, and that is the the uh, moral of the story. Um, all right, but let's get into it. Let's dive in. Topic number one: the funeral. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was tastefully done. Um, like again, it's it's hard to tell, like like wh- when this happened. Did this happen the next morning? They get all his bodies piled in like one one in a few hours. I don't know. Um, it's not really important. But um, but it was well done. Everybody kind of – they set up these characters to all have their moments um, with uh, the fallen, um, whether it be uh, you know um, uh, obviously uh, Daenerys with, uh, with um, uh, Jorah being probably the most significant one. Um, but like even like Arya with Beric uh, made like a lot of sense. Um, I, I I really like the fact that they um, you know had had the moment of Sam uh, with Ed. I thought that was going to be John, um, but the fact that they they made it Sam 
um, like kind of made sense to me because they paired yeah, John with, uh, uh, well, yeah, because he was there when he died anyway. Um, but kind of like, caused it. The, I'm just saying. It, 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 yeah, I mean, he was a coward. Um, but uh, but like also just John uh, with his moment being shared with Lady Lady Mormont, like that made sense to me too because she was the like the most out spoken person to support him um you know uh, like last season um so i think that uh that resonated with me it made sense to me um but i i, I thought it was pretty well done um uh i i really hope that they had that celebration like a couple days later because god only knows how bad that shit smelled <laughs> burning like fucking like twenty thousand bodies at once um that's that's rough um, so I, I hope they didn't have the feast like later that night, um, but uh, but nevertheless, I, I I will assume they didn't. Um, I will assume that took place like a day or two later at least. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I thought it was I thought it was well done. I thought it was well shot. Um, I thought that, um, but for, you know, most importantly, particularly to me, the moment of of Danny and Jorah was the one that actually like really stuck out to me because obviously she's the one who experienced the most loss out of any of those characters. Um, and so I, I, I think um, that the fact that it kind of lingered on that for longer than the others um, made a lot of sense to me. I thought it was very well done. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I, I think they did a good job um you know, uh, incorporating that and in, 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 in making that the emphasis, at least what I took away as the emphasis um, from that scene. What were your thoughts on the, the funeral scene? I thought it was good. Um, cinematically, I thought that the, the camera angles that they shot uh, looked really good. Um, I think that, once again, you know, it's that little bit of Ned Stark in him, but uh, Jon Snow, he just says the right stuff. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said with the speech, but it was uh, very uplifting, very uh, very king-like, but, you know, not if his very girlfriend, true. aunt, will have anything to do with it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, very very heroic, um, and I like the parallels of having all of them light a certain pile of dead people um, with someone they liked a part of that. I, I think that was good. Like I said, love that Sam's looking at it. I hope he's like, sorry about that. Sorry, fellow. Then you tried to save me, and then you got killed by a zombie. Um, but, you know, I like, I'm just pretending that Sam um, redeemed himself, and he was one of the people that dragged the millions of corpses in the piles and shit. So that, that's, uh, that's, that's what he had to do. But, uh, yeah. There, um, there's no way that Sam did that kind of legwork. I'm just saying. I, I, can't, I, I, I hurt my leg. Um, yeah, I, I, you're right. You're probably right about that. Uh, no, but yeah, right. man, Lady Mormont, man, just a badass character. I love that. That's who John was paired with. Man, I really one of one of the things that I really wish that we got in the show for no reason. It wouldn't have made a goddamn lick of sense. But I wish we could have had an argument between Grandma Mozzarell and Lady Mormont over something. Oh you know, God. just a little interaction. That but. That would have like, been great, shut up, but child. I, the adults are talking, and then her just come back like, like I, I don't uh, even know what she would say. I was gonna say fuck you, bitch, but she wouldn't say that. But yeah, like you can imagine, like that that would have been a great conversation for sure. 
It would have been great. I'm going to play it over in my head um, a bunch of times, um, just like I do with Kenny Loggins' albums. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, this is this was a <laughs> great scene. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved the interaction with, uh, you know, everyone, like I said. And uh, it really, it kind of defined, like, Jon Snow should be the leader, kind of, in this whole entire thing. It's not like Danny was the one who said anything. She would, like, make that up during the beginning of the party, a little bit by showing, uh, you know, her power, if you will, but really did make John look like a significant leader of the people, you know. But uh, great yeah. stuff. Well, yeah, he is he is beloved um, by his people um, for many reasons, and and that's kind of one of them. I I, I did very much enjoy his speech. Um, essentially, you know, don't don't let these people be forgotten, not by us. Not by our children, not by our children's children, um, because if we do, we will be, um, you know, dishonoring them. And you know, I think, I think that's, um, you know, that's that's kind of the type of person John is. And uh, um, you know, I obviously think he meant every word of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it 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 had to be John to give that speech, though, um, to the North. Um, you know, in well, in the north, I guess I should say, um, and to the North's men, um, like it, it just made sense. Um, but uh, but anyway, let's move on to the celebration. There's a lot going on in this scene, and this is definitely my favorite, um, I guess, construction of scenes because there's many scenes involved, um, but uh. It, it is my favorite part of this particular episode. Um, so we get a lot going on here. Gendry is named Lord of the Stormlands. The Hound and Sansa have a very uh, a, a, like a, a impactful scene, if you will. Um, Tormund's drunk ass celebrating like that was fucking great. Like toasting John and just being like, "This motherfucker got another dragon!" Like, dude, like it's fucking loved all of that. Um, Tyrion, Pod, and Jamie, uh, and Brienne, like, uh, essentially playing, like, Never Have I Ever, um, like, Westeros style, um, was interesting, um, it was, it was very fun, um, I, I guess until it wasn't, <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was very interesting, um, and then, uh, of course, they, uh, took a lot of these various scenes and then kind of panned over to Danny um, and really kind of reflected her paranoia um, with seeing like Tyrion talking to Jamie um, and that the, all the people supporting Jon um, and, and essentially having a um, what's the word for it or the phrase for it um, confirmation bias that like she already feels like she's not supported fully there, um, and this is like what is what she is seeing is only fueling that um, that uh, paranoia. Um, like obviously, as we know how the scenes are playing out on the other end, um, like unrightfully so, I would say, um, and uh, but like from her perspective. Uh, because she's perceiving things the way she is, um, she's 
seeing the seeds of, um, of uh, I guess, upcomings or betrayal or whatever you want to call it. Um, and maybe she's not entirely wrong for that, but she's wrong, at least in this particular instance, how she's reading each of these moments. Um, so I think that was probably the most interesting part of this. Um, obviously, we also had uh, Jamie uh, um, after uh, Tyrion had to take the fun game and and uh, make Brienne uncomfortable, and she walks away. Uh, Tormund obviously wants to follow her, and Jamie uh, prevents that from happening. Um, Arya um, refuses Gendry's proposal, uh, and then Jamie and Brienne hook up. So that's pretty much this whole party scene, all the bits of it. I want to know, like, what stuck out to you? Like, I don't need you to comment on all of those things. There's a lot of fucking shit. Um, but, like, like, I don't want to limit you either. Just, like, which of these moments, like, really stuck out? What did you take away from all of this shit? Well, I'll kind of go into all of them, but, like, you know, pretty quickly um, for some sure. of them. But. Uh, I I think that was a power play move uh, with Gendry being named Lord of Stormlands. I think that was kind oh, of absolutely. a little bit Tyrion Daenerys even, sticking like, up to Sansa. So much. Yeah, you could definitely see like see like ah oh, shit, they're starting shit with each other again. Like those facial expressions. <laughs> Tyrion usually has that on his face. So does John. You notice that John doesn't want to even look at Daenerys now that he knows that that's his aunt and he's got that whole entire thing right. going on. Even yeah. even later he, when he's like, he's we will support so the, nor- the North. We'll support. Oh, queen. He's like not even looking at her, but she was giving right. John two different looks. I want to fuck you, and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with you because of the fact that you, everyone wants – or you're the king, basically. Like she was very, very paranoid throughout that whole entire thing. Their whole interaction later on was really, really awkward and weird um, of them talking about it and her so kind of – fucking weird, man. Well, she's just – and then you kind of saw that, that, that side of her, her you know, that's like her father, like when she basically was like – I want you to just lie about it. Just tell your brother and Sam never to say anything about it. We'll just pretend it didn't happen. Right. He's like, you know, which is confirmed by Varys, which is something I've been bothered by this whole entire time. He's like, with her, it's okay, but he's been raised as a Stark. You know, that's not okay right. with him. That's got to be something weighing on him. On the second episode of this podcast, I was like, dude, John is not going to be cool with this. And like, like, it, like I get that, like, you know, Rhea had her, um, uh, like, evidence as to why, like, you know, um, uh, I guess inbreeding in the North, they're, they're like, cousins at least, there there was a, a precedent for it. But, like, like, still, like, it's not, it's not cool. That's not a cool thing that goes on in the North. I'll stand by that. All I said, um, all I said was that, you know, I don't really care if I found out that, Someone that looked like Amelia Clark, right? You know, we were hooking up. Was my aunt, and I had no idea about it since birth. I'd probably say fuck it and just never talk about it again. But th- I mean, that's <laughs> that's the difference. I'm not saying that it's right or anything like that. But um, right, yeah, you you're know, just saying you're, you're not John Snow. That's all you're saying. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm glad I'm glad you're so fucking noble, John. Good job, man. Anyway, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, that 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 scene definitely had a lot of tension. Her face in that one shot of her looking down at him and just telling him that, all right, well, this is what we're going to do. And then he's like, all right, so what, what What can we do? And she goes, I told you or whatever. Like that anger. Yeah. 
John, even if you want to get laid, you're fucked now. Like, not in the good way. Like, she's not going to have it at all. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, that, that's and the this will, I'm, I'm going to let – I want to let you, like, finish your recap, but we got to come back to that scene um, because I, I want to offer at least a very loose defense of Danny um, for that particular scene. But I want you to finish up okay. with um, – with with your uh, the, your your thoughts on the celebration scene in general, the hound from Sansa was interesting. The hound goes from borderline of like trying to be the Stark girl's like uncle to being like that douchebag that was just known their dad for a long time, <laughs> and just got wasted at their <laughs> yeah. bar and made comments. But he's known since they were like little. Um, but yeah, great, great, great job, hound. Um, but that's a really good point. Is that Sansa believes she really believes that. As bad as her life has been, if she didn't go on that journey, she wouldn't be basically female Littlefinger now, you know, kind of playing these things. And we'll, we'll see that later on. Benny Austin Wise even confirmed that her telling the information to Tyrion was actually strategical more so than her needing to tell someone. Like she's definitely right. got more oh, so yeah. – she's been taught by the best basically. Cersei, Littlefinger – and she knows how to play the game. So that, that, that definitely came out to that. And I love how the Hound, as fucked up as he says, he's basically like, I try to protect you. I wish you would listen to me. I was trying to, you know, make sure you didn't have to deal with that. Now, his way of going about that is a little bit different. Tormund is the frat brother that just likes to drink and tell all of his friends in a very, very loud way that he likes them. I've uh, celebrated with my brother's fraternity. There's usually that one guy that's had too many drinks. Sometimes, you know, not Tormund, they, they have, like, two collared shirts on for some fucking reason, and they pop both of them. <laughs> but that type of guy usually is the Tormund of the party. And I loved it. I love that he got kind of C-blocked by Jamie because Jamie actually had a thing for Brienne. Didn't see that coming, um, their whole game. And also, you know, Tyrion's that douchebag friend that, you know, if, if he gets in – when we're younger, if you're playing anything like Spin the Bottle or, or Truth or Dare – he was the one guy that had to take it way too fucking far and just make it weird right. it makes and then everybody ruin. uncomfortable. Yeah. Just fucking yeah, it, it you seems, know, good job, Terry. It, it honestly it honestly seems a little out of place to me for his character. Um but I'm I I've kind of given up on expecting I I guess any any assem- semblance of his character from three seasons ago. I I just I'm just like, all right. I'm down for the ride. Let's see where it goes. But like, I, I, like, I, I do like. I know we're not those people who shit on the show, um, but I will give the people who do shit on the show some credence uh, in saying that. Like, I, I do think that D and D have really. Um, I don't think they've done a good job with carrying Tyrion's character on past uh the the reading material that they had um i i, I think Tyrion just becomes George an asshole R. R. when he gets drunk i yes i i don't disagree there i think there but i think there's many um i think there's many examples of of them failing to um sort of have this character um you know be uh, i guess what I, I expect him to be within the books. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, again, uh, it is what it is. Uh, 
I don't ultimately have like a huge gripe about it. I just I think I think it will play out a lot differently um, if we ever do get the books. Yeah, and then another. This is this 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 episode really had like part of it was inspired by Can't Hardly Wait because it was like just a teen, you know, <laughs> just like a <laughs> like a party. Because then you had. Uh, Poor Gendry, you know, you just became Lord of the Stormlands, and you and you got laid, and you were all excited about it, and you're like, I'm gonna go tell this girl that I that I that I love her, and just put way too much stuff out. I've done it. I've I've been that person before, man. It happens. I've been that and then person Arya's before. Like, yeah. Arya's like, yeah, you know, that was fun, but uh, I'm not really wanting to do the whole like lady of whatever thing. That's not gonna work out, but. In a way, it was very sweet. She definitely like lessened the blow. After telling him that, she she gave him a huge kiss and told him that he was going to make right. someone very and happy. I I actually liked it because that's not Arya. Like, I, yeah, you can sit here and say, well, just because you're a lady of whatever doesn't mean you have to be like a proper lady and all that. But like, no, she that doesn't. Goes back want, to the first season. Right, she does not want to be a lady in any sense of the term. So, like, like she, like it, it's not even that. Like, yes, yeah, she could be a quote-unquote lady, but still, like, um, have whatever you know, uh, like her personality intact and all that. Like that completely, um, to me anyway, completely like undermines everything that she kind of stands for. Um, so I liked it. Like I, I honestly would have – I what I would have liked is for Gendry to be like, all right then, well, fuck it. I'm, like I don't even want it then. Like I'll come with you. Like I don't want to be anywhere that you're not. Like I'll come with you. And then like you know, if, if that had backfired on him, okay, fine. Um, but you know, like I, I – you know, I – I think as far as in fitting with her character, it was totally like – that's totally how I feel like she would react. I don't want that. It's not me. No, I completely agree. I just – I'm wondering, Nick, if Arya seems to have a very grim uh, sense of what's going to happen with her. Um, yeah. You know, and that, that doesn't always end up being the way it is, obviously. You know, but right. who knows? Arya really could go out uh, in a in a blaze of glory. Um, you know, we have that green eye thing, and I, correct me if I'm wrong. Within that whole entire Cersei. thing that she was told, both Cersei and Daenerys, I think, both have green eyes. Um, so uh, I, I don't know if Daenerys is. Does she have green eyes? I thought she had blue eyes. I was just watching the episode, and she. Uh, I'll look up uh, Amelia Clark's uh, eye color well, after. She, well, I know, I know that the actual character in the books has purple eyes, um, but I don't know what eye color she has on the show. Because um, Targaryens, I don't think she has they, purple. They, well, no, I I know that, but like Targaryens in the books have purple eyes. That's like a trademark. Purple eyes, like like super blonde hair. Um, so like that's in the book, she has purple eyes. Um, but I don't know what color eyes she has on the show. I don't, I have no idea. 
So I'm, I'm wondering um, how many people that ship Brian and uh, Jamie were excited about that whole entire thing. Because that kind of happened out of nowhere. I'm not saying I wanted Brian to I'll hook up with uh, Tormund or anything, but uh, that was a little weird, got to admit. No, I I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, I wasn't, like, like throwing fist bumps in the air about it. Um, here's my thing. I, I, I totally think that they kind of – they set it up as like a – you can correct me if you think I'm wrong here. But they totally set that up as like it was a sympathy fuck. Like, am I wrong? Like, I, like, I mean, obviously, like Jamie's like, oh, well, she's never had sex. Like, she's like, I know she's into me. Like, you know, I, you know, um, you know, maybe I, you know, I'm drunk. Like, do you know the reason why I don't? I don't think that. Like, I don't. I didn't. I I didn't find it to be romantic. Is I guess I what know. I'm getting at. Well, well, why did he keep on going back? You know, because he was with her two other nights. They showed scenes of him in the room and stuff That's like that. True. The one right before he left. That's true. So I don't know. I, that mean, is I true. think that I think that she's way more in love with Jamie than Jamie might just kind of be fond right. of her, and that's about it. He can't get right. over Cersei. That's why he doesn't stay with her, and he makes her hate him or says all those bad things to make to to hopefully get her off of you know his. Off well, we'll get, get him that. off we'll of get her that. mind. You're getting ahead. You're getting ahead. Okay. Right, we'll get to well, that. Well, just let you know. Um, also, at least at least Amelia Clark, her eyes are green. So there is that. Okay. Her actual eyes are. Green. So okay. Yeah. Um. Well, but Arya has also already killed someone with green eyes. So there's that too. Oh, she so, did. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember who it was, but she has. The blue eyes were the only one she hasn't hadn't killed yet until she killed the Night King. Um. All right. Well. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you never know. Um, but uh, all right, um, Danny's paranoia. What did what did you think about that? The way they portrayed that, because like I thought that was like really to me, it was like the highlight of the scene. Like I said, like when she's looking across the audience and she doesn't really have anybody there with her. Um, Tyrion's off with his brother. John's off with his friends. Um, Varys is there, like off in the corner, being creepy. Um, but you know, she didn't. She didn't really have her people anymore. Um, I don't know where Grey Worm and Masande were in there, um, but like, she didn't really have anybody with her. Probably Scissor. She. <laughs> God, pain. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, but like. She didn't have anybody with her there, and um, I, like I think that only helped to kind of fuel um, like the fire uh, that is like her brain churning, uh, thinking of all the bad possibilities, um, uh, thinking of the worst possibilities of these varying conversations and these like what it all could mean. Um, and ultimately, like, you know, kind of storms out. But, like, I think they did that scene so well where they just, like, kind of slow it down and, like, cut out the noise and, like, see her looking at all of these various things. I think it was a very good setup um, for her um, as a precursor to her scene with John later. What did you think about that? She does not trust the situation at hand. 
I mean, we kind of figured that out with the talk later on with them. Uh, if people find out, you know, I mean, their relationship's going to be toast. Uh, whether John wants to be a part of it or not, you know, that's going to disrupt that whole thing. And then she loses her, you know, the highest in command, um, which when it comes back to it, even if she, even if Daenerys is doing this for the greater good, which I really think that she believes that, she's also needs that power in order to do that. So even if that's blinding her from reality of, of the fact that maybe the power is more important to her as of right now, that's what she believes, sure. and that's what's in her psyche to get her forward. So that's why she makes the decisions that she does later on. That's why she keeps on going back and forth with Sansa, playing little power trip things, not listening to her advisors. She, this whole episode is kind of a downfall of Daenerys, more so than any episode previously. She even loses one of her children um, in it right. by not really thinking ahead, uh, maybe. So, well, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that they could do. thinking ahead. Um, yeah. But either yeah, way, no. she don't. She does not trust them, man. She does not trust what's going on. She sees how, pe- how no. beloved and John is, and even though John, you know, has loyalty to her, she just sees the reality right in front of her. And here is where I will give her some credence. Um, you brought that up. She sees the reality that is in front of her, um, and I think it's a great way to set up this conversation. So I'm gonna like kind of. Try to defend Daenerys a little bit on behalf of Rhea, who, who, who didn't want to come on um, for, for today's show because she fucking hated this episode. Um, but uh, I, will, I will say this. I think she's absolutely fucking right when she tells John, like, look, do not tell them. Like, if you support me and you – don't want to be king. It doesn't matter if you do or don't want to be king. Like, like, <laughs> if 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 this news gets out, like, you're, like, it doesn't matter what you want. Like, you'll be forced into a situation that you don't want to be in. How many times has that already happened to you? Like, it is like, don't do this. It's not good. And I would have, if I was John. And again, like, there's so many variances here. But, like, I would have been cool with telling Arya. I would not have told Sansa. Would not have told her. Because if you're John, you have to fucking know she already hates Danny. Like, for whatever reason. Like, there, there's a, a, the reasons aren't really totally laid out, but, like, they, they show little aspects of them. But she hates her. She doesn't like her at all. And um, that that groundwork has been laid. John knows this. She's like, so smart. Do you even... think that Sansa told Tyrion just because she knew that Tyrion would tell Varys no. and Varys would try to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, I do. I, I, well, I think she, I think she told uh, Tyrion because she was making a somewhat of a power play move. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. As far as their okay. conversation, um, I I don't disagree with what she was telling him. Like, it, 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 if, like, look, 
if you want to make this work, I've explained to you how we can make this work. But like, if we don't do it this way, it's not gonna work. And she's right. It's like we've already seen the the like how it's not going to work. It's not gonna work out the way that they want it to work out. However, it works out. Um, but maybe you can admit though like, that even though I think she believed it and that's what she said. Her face at the end of that, when she really got pissed off at him, kind of was like the same face she would make to people demanding that they bend the knee to me. That was kind of like she was getting aggressive about it. She was getting pissed off that he wouldn't fucking I, listen to her I, and she, because she's got to be I, the queen, and that's, 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 what the, that's the whole mission. It doesn't fuck, – fuck you, John, and your bullshit. We can't talk about this shit because then I can't be queen. I don't, and obviously you don't even care. You don't even want to be the king. I do want to be the fucking ruler, and you're fucking this up right now. I felt like that was there a little bit, a little bit of tension. I, no, no, I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but I mean, I, I, again, I don't think she's wrong in the sense of if all of this is going to work out with her being queen, which John seems to like actually want like he supports um but that's really what he supports then like he should goddamn know better not to tell Sam this like I'm just saying like dude you if you're John you should fucking know like what's going to happen if you tell her you should know better like you should know that like Especially their whole history, man. Like Sansa has never, ever had like like this this kind of loyalty to John. Arya has. You can trust Arya. They have that history. Sansa does not. Sansa's going to look at the situation and say, "I don't trust this bitch," and I know I gave John my word, but I think that. I will, um, you know, make what I think is the right decision, regardless of any uh, word that I gave. And Arya would not do that. Arya would keep her word to John because she has that connection to John. Um, but Sansa would not do that, and you should damn well fucking know she didn't if you're John, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like I knew it as soon as you told her. I was like, Sansa's gonna fuck spill the beans. Like I, like so, like that's the thing. Like Danny was right. Danny was absolutely fucking right in saying like, this is the way we keep the peace. This is the way that we, um, if if you really want me to be queen and you want to, to like, you know, um, you want this to happen for me, um, then this is what we have to do. And she was right. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not questioning how you perceive her motives. I'm only saying that like she had the foresight to know like what Sansa would do with that information. And she was a hundred percent right. Um, and John should have fucking known that. Yeah, I, I can say that. I just think that, I mean, at the same time he told Danny, you know, he wanted to tell his family members, both of them, so, I mean, she knew that that was kind of inevitable because he's so fucking noble. He's going to do it whether she asks him to or not. So, 
I mean, there's not a lot that she could do. I mean, I guess she could have uh, killed Sansa or something like that, but that's not going to happen. I just think it's uh, yeah, very, very not, telling. She's not inherently evil. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think a lot of people, like even Sansa, necessarily does things of evil. They just do stuff to make sure that them and their family members or whoever they want to save is yeah, safe it's, in this whole entire game. It's it's all a different point of view. That's all it is. Basically. Um, but But, yeah. But like no, I mean I, so I, I will defend um, even though I've totally um, you know uh, I think you and I have been mostly in agreement that like um, as far as like questioning Danny's motives um, and 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 like sort of um, her quest for the Iron Throne um, versus like. You know her, her love for John and what all that means. Um, I, I totally think that is warranted, but I definitely think that she was right in this regard. Like you should not have fucking told Sansa that information. Um, but anyway, so let's get into that. Um, so, uh, so you know, essentially, uh, he tells Sansa and Arya um, that you know of his true parentage. Um, and we'll just kind of make this like a broad conversation as far as like just the march south, the aftermath of the celebration. So John pledges uh, the North's army to Danny's uh, cause despite Sons and Arya's disapproval. And so that's when they had the moment in, uh, you know, um, by the weirwood tree uh, in which, you know, essentially, you know, John. Tells them his true parentage. And by the way, I thought it was great that like Bran was like, "It's up to you." And they like both kind of look back at him like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Like this motherfucker. Like, he's a fucking weird ass motherfucker. He's like always saying weird shit. Like what is he talking about? <laughs> um, and you know, I I do wish we had had the reveal, uh, the, like the look on their faces. But um, uh, and I I wish it had been John who told them. Um, not brand, but nevertheless, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we get that. Um, and then, uh, obviously we get Tormund, uh, giving his goodbyes, John giving his goodbyes with, uh, Sam and Gilly. And then, uh, you know, we get that shot of John leaving with Tormund ghost who, you know, John asked Tormund to take North with him because, uh, you know, obviously he's a fucking dire wolf. Um, it would make more sense for him to, you know, kind of live in a in the wild in more of a rugged landscape, not in a fucking castle. Um, for anybody out there who's like, you know, uh, he's abandoning his pet. Not really a pet. They kind of established this early on in the fucking series. Like, I mean, he, he kind of is. But at the same time, like, dude, like, fucking... It's a giant he, fucking werewolf. First of, all, first of all, he's saving his life. And secondly, like, the, the, the fucking ghost's gonna be way happier. Fucking roaming a farm up north. Like, he's gonna be a lot happier. Just saying. Um, uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, so Tormund... So, so Tormund heads north um, with, the, with the rest of the wildling survivors and and uh, presumably ghosts as well. Um, 
But it would be, like, what were your thoughts on these scenes? Uh, if you got any any more to add to the the you know uh, John's reveal to Sansa and Arya, um, his pledge to the North, um, and then uh, you know his goodbyes to uh, a Tormund, um, Sam, and you know uh, Ghost heading north. I'll do the the last part first, and so we can talk more about the meat of it. Kind of going back to what we were just talking about, but um, his goodbyes yeah. were, were were good. Uh, Gilly's gonna have a, a baby, and if it's a boy, they're gonna name it John. John's like, well, I hope it's not a boy. Good old John for just self-deprecating himself just over and over again. Yeah, completely. It's uh, yeah, that's so Jon Snow. But uh, Sam, you know, whatever, whatever. Just he's gonna waddle his ass back to his. I guess he's gonna be the uh, the head of his house. Um, I'm assuming. You're gonna be the head uh, of his house, the- but apparently not the head of Highgarden. <laughs> Well, whatever, you know, Brom's got to get something out of uh, all that, uh, but there you go, you know, um, uh, that was fine, and then the Tormund thing, it was, I, I just hope that we circle back, maybe the last episode after whatever happens, the ending's kind of like the, the 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 beginning intro, and we can see what the fuck's going on with some of these people, like Sam's at his house with his wife, Tormund's banging a giant woman, you know, that would be kind of cool, uh, whatever happened. If this is the last time we see them. And, hey, I don't care. I think that John made the, 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 the good move, but, hey, you can go pet your fucking, you know, your dog and say goodbye to it a little bit. You know, I don't I, – I, yes. how much money does it I take for there. CGI for him to go over and, like, pet his head a little bit and be like, bye, pet buddy, you're a good dog. Pet the fucking dog. Pet the fucking dog. Like, like, thank the dog for saving your ass so many fucking times, John. Like, that's all we want. Just like to just fucking give him a pat on the head. He gave yeah, him the same look uh, that Daenerys was giving half the fucking people at the party the night before. That wasn't even a pleasant look at right. all. Yeah, no, so I Jesus agree. Christ. I, I totally think that – come on. You go pet the dog. Yes, I agree. Well, the thing about uh, beforehand, though, before they start the march, um, them discussing stuff, I thought Sansa had a very, very good point. When she was like, you know, we can't do this now. Like, the men are exhausted. They were just in a battle. How the hell are we going to now just send right. them into this battle? Can we just wait, try to structure stuff out? Basically, not only that, I don't think she said this, but we, you, then you can also find out what's going on with Cersei, you know, by Raven or whatever you have to do. See if there's any advances that you can find out, you know, maybe could have seen something coming of giant fucking arrows coming for your dragons at the Navy. Um you know, there was certain things, and I think that was sensible. Yeah, just like and I think important Daenerys, information. I, I think Daenerys probably thought that that was good information, because, but because Sansa said it, she was like, fuck you, we're not doing that. And decided right. they were going to go on and do their thing of, um, you know, going around, and uh, that would prove to work out for itself. But, uh, you know, I, I guess in, in reality, even though Daenerys kind of has herself to blame, she'll probably blame that on Tyrion, because that's usually what happens. Um you know, but either way, uh, it was it was interesting to see the reveal happen or the lack of reveal, but the build up to it. And uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of dumb. Like you said, of John to tell his uh, sister Sansa, of course she's gonna fucking go off and tell everyone that she's been trained by two of the p- biggest people that have played the game like that in Cersei and Littlefinger. So she's right. gonna acquire information and use it for her benefit. Like I said, I I really feel like she was like, all right, I tell Tyrion because I trust him. This is a good point that she's going to tell Varys. And Varys is fucking, you know, Varys is very out there. He knows what he's fucking doing. Maybe we can see this whole entire thing crumble, and I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with it. She can just play stupid the whole entire time. 
And it looks like some of that type of stuff is inevitably going to happen with Varys. I mean, that scene with him and Tyrion, I don't know if Varys was, was, was basically, you know, getting ahead, going Dave. to perform it. Okay, we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. I don't remember that. Okay, yeah, that's right. All right. Either way, I like the reveal. I like John's interaction with Bran. Bran, once again, just, uh, you know, just chilling there in the chair, and they're like, you've done this this whole entire fucking time. Um, By the way, I want to talk about Bran a little bit. Can I do that for a second? Sure. I think... Because I've heard a lot of people say, well, why didn't Bran just go south and um, warg into Cersei and, like, throw herself off a cliff? Um, you know, why didn't Bran do anything at the Battle of Winterfell? Well, I've answered that. We answered that in the last podcast. Why didn't um, Gandalf ride the eagle to the fucking volcano and throw the goddamn <laughs> rings in it? You uncreative piece of uh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, well, there, there, there is an explanation behind that. Um and it would be that uh, if they had ridden the eagle, then um, they would have been seen and been attacked because um, they wouldn't have had any sort of cover. Um, so I again, I, at, at the lack of giving, um, you know, the hated D and D too much credit, <laughs> I'm going to give them some credit. I think that Bran. And I don't know if this will ever be explicitly explained. I think Bran, and I mentioned this, I think not last episode, but the episode before that we did of of this podcast. Um, I think he can, in a way, see semblances of the future. Like he can see all of the past, but I think he can see, and it hasn't been ex- explicitly explained, but I think he can see some. Like versions of the future or something. Um, I think there's a reason he's not necessarily participating in this battle, in this in this war for the throne. Um, and I think, however it plays out, um, you know, obviously we don't know how that will be yet. Um, but however it does, I you know I think there's a reason that you know Brandon just go south with them, warg into Cersei and throw herself off a cliff, um, you know, because maybe that sets up for a worse future than if this battle plays out the way that it does without his involvement. I think that is something oh, that people so Brand fail to... Oh, so Doctor Strange. Exactly. Yes. I, I, I totally think that Bran is totally Doctor Strange. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that his lack of involvement is voluntary. I don't think it is. Um, I, I don't think that aspect of this show is poor writing. Um, you can pin a lot of things on them for poor writing. I don't think this is one of them. I think. I think. In, and like I said, we might never get explicitly why, um, but maybe when we see everything unfold uh, over these last two episodes. We will know why Brand did not intervene because everything had to play out a certain way um, for the betterment of the realm uh, in a sort of various uh, kind of way. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that, that happens. Um, but anyway, uh, you mentioned 
um, Braun. So Braun shows up, and he's just like, hey, motherfuckers, how's it going? I got a crossbow. I kill you both right now, but I want to make a deal, and they make a deal. Um, just fine scene. I didn't think there like I I thought it was fitting for Braun's character to have that moment. I I never like when we talked about it in episode after episode one, I think, um, or episode two, one or the other. Um, you know, I, you know, I basically said, I don't think he'll kill them, but I think that essentially he will, um, try to use that knowledge in that position to kind of elevate himself, um, uh, to, you know, to try and get the most out of this situation. And that's exactly what he did. It's what I expected him to do. I'm fine with it. Cool. Um, I didn't think it was a great scene, thought it was a fine scene. No problems with it. What did you think about that whole shindig? I thought it was very in character of Brom to kind of put his reasoning, show that he was being serious, that he likes both the guys, but they've kind of – he saved both their fucking asses before. He's almost died because of them. You know, he's done a lot for them, and now he has this option, and all he's saying is if you guys have a better offer, we'll go with that. But you guys have promised me shit before in the past. Hasn't really happened. Same thing with your damn sister. You know, the whole Lannister always pay, pays his bets. I don't think Brom really believes that for good reason right. to an extent. He might have gotten paid off something, but everything it always ends up screwing up and blowing up in his face. So now Tyrion – There always ends up being a, like a quid pro quo. Like a catch. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he gets that offer uh, to a bigger – Kingdom, if you will, with High Garden, and um, I guess that's going to be it. You know, I thought it was very telling when Tyrion's like, "Are you going to, you know, are you going to march south? We could use someone like you that knows the palace." And he said, "Oh no." So I'm just wondering if this is going to be the exit of the character of Brom. If that's the case, kind of lackluster. I would like to see him be a part of that battle. So maybe Cersei's like, you know, obviously they don't have to share a scene. I know their background and everything. But Cersei realizes right. he didn't fucking kill the brothers. He's actually helping them, and he can be a death within the battle, you know, something quite heroic where she gets the mountain, says, hey, kill that motherfucker. Mountain goes after him. Something happens. Maybe saves Jamie and dies. But if he, if that's it, I, it's all right. Well, he was a fun side character, and, uh, you know, I guess I'll get high guard. I really just don't – maybe I don't remember, and I'll pass it to you because this is all I really have to say about it. But – uh, how does Tyrion have the ability to give that uh, kingdom to uh, Brom? Um, he doesn't really, other than you know. That's what I thought. He's he's the hand. So the fact that well, here's the thing: the fact High Garden doesn't really have a ruler right now because the um, Tyrells have been killed off. Um, and then the Tarleys have been killed off. So there's not really like a um, – there, there's no true line of succession as of now to Highgarden. So uh, the fact that he promised him Highgarden, it's, it's, it's not out of line uh, it, it, as far as um, like 
he wouldn't be succeeding anybody who necessarily, at least as far as what we know from the show, um, as far as like who deserves it, you know, outside of him. Um, but I mean, he doesn't have that power. The queen has that power. So essentially, he would have to go and convince Daenerys, like, hey, like, I made this promise to this guy, um, like, so can you fulfill that promise? Like, she would have the power. Um, he does not. Um, but, I mean, I think I think as far as Bronn's concerned, like, I think he's somewhat comfortable with Tyrion's work because he knows that, like, um, when he comes a knocking, like Tyrion will be like, yeah, 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 yeah. At the very least, I think he knows like I'm gonna be set up now. Like I got, I, like I didn't want to kill these people because yeah, I kind of like them. They're, they're, they're fucking cunts, but I kind of like them. Um, and you know, he he, he just kind of hedges bets and was like, all right, I'll I'll make some kind of deal here. I don't think he necessarily expects that he'll be that he'll get high garden, um, but he knows that he'll get something good out of it. Um, and I think too, he wasn't necessarily totally comfortable with the notion that he would get the Riverlands from Cersei. Like I, I think he he probably thinks that like I probably trust Tyrion to honor his word to me more than this bitch. Um, so I think that had a part of play into his reasoning. Makes sense. I just think his character um, is obviously looking for you know the ultimate leg up on you know whatever's going on, um, and I think he read that situation well, um, regardless of the outcome. And you know basically said, I I would trust Tyrion to honor some semblance of his word more than I would. Cersei, and in that regard, I don't think he's wrong. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about Jamie and Brienne and Jamie riding south. I. So obviously this scene was set up um, with Jamie gaining the intel that um, essentially like his uh, – of the attack that had happened. Um, so we're, so we're kind of jumping ahead, but I, I, I want to talk about this first before we move on to the, the attack that, uh, you know, um, set this up. Um, but he – Decides to ride south. Um, he totally, uh, you know, I mean, basically tells Brienne, like, look, I'm not a good person. I'm, I'm a fucking terrible person. I, I have done this for Cersei. I've done that for Cersei. I would do this. I would have done that for Cersei. Um, I'm as evil as she is. I this I'm so telling my age here. You know what this reminded me of? He reminded me of um, an Airbud <laughs> when uh, the little kid 
has got the, the the basketball dog, and he's like, hey, like the the like clown dude is is coming after his dog, and he and he wants the dog, and he's like, I don't see any other option. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the dog to like go away, go away, and he's all crying and shit. Um, that's kind of what it reminded me of, honestly. Like like just Jamie basically. Um, trying to, um, he didn't want to, I don't think he wanted to reveal why he was really leaving. I don't think that's why he was leaving. Um, I think that, uh, why is he leaving though? I don't know. And I, I, I have a couple different theories, but I, Obviously, like, look, he knows that, like, Cersei put a hit out on him. Like, fucking Bronn told him that I was sent to kill you both. Um, so, like, I think that kind of pisses him off. Um, I think he wants answers for that. Like, so you sent some motherfucker to kill me? Because um, I rode north and, and honored our agreement, like, that we, you know, gave. Um, to, to fight the dead, um, I I I think that's why. Ultimately, I think that that's like my main theory. I think he wants answers from her, um, and I think honestly, like I I just think he didn't want to. I didn't think he wanted to, um, like delve into the depths of everything with Brienne at that point in time. And again, I do think part of that whole thing was a sympathy fuck. I totally buy that. Like I I know it's not like politically correct to say or whatever, but that come on dude. That was like that was that was like that was him like being like, I know this woman is in love with me. I know like he and and grant, granted, like I don't think he doesn't love her back, but he's obviously not in love with her the way she's in love with him. Um, and I I just think that uh you know basically you know he was like I have answers that I need I have questions that I need to have answered, um, and I, I I just don't think he wanted to go into it with her, and so he just says all of this shit. Um, and I do think too that Jamie has a battle going on in his head um, as to whether he is a good person or not. Um, I think that's kind of a battle that maybe we all have at, at certain times. Um, and I would understand somebody like Jamie really having a struggle with that. Um, given all the things he's done, um, so uh, I don't know. That that's my theory on what's what's happening there. What what do you think about it? To me, even more so than uh, than Reek, if you will, Jamie is the most redeeming character throughout Game of Thrones. Uh, he's someone that I firmly hated. For many seasons, and then had this storyline with Brienne that kind of just showed a different side of him. And I think it kind of gets all wrapped up into this whole thing of him realizing 
like you said, my sister, who, for whatever reason, he's in love with, sent a friend of his, you know, really tried to make it personal with the same, you know, the thing that killed his father uh, as the instrument in which to kill him. She, she set up all that stuff for either him or Tyrion. It didn't really matter to her. So that's going to be messing with him. The fact that he knows that she's pregnant is going to be messing with him, that they're going to storm now the front because go, the way that they were going to do it did not work out. So it's going to be just all-out mayhem. I don't know really what he's doing. I don't even think that he knows what he's doing. If he's going to go there and try to protect her or try to kill her, confront her, there's a lot of stuff going in Jamie's head, and I think that's or Jamie. reason with her. Conflict. Maybe Possibly. he thinks he's the only one who can reason with her. I mean, that, that, that might be the case, and that might get him killed, uh, honestly, when it comes down to it. But or it might get her killed. I don't, I, I'm not sure. You know, Tyrion tried the same thing, tried to reason with her. Obviously, she would listen to Jamie right. over Tyrion. But I, like I said, I think that that was a move with Brienne to try to get her as, I guess, un, as unattracted to him as she could just by being – an asshole towards the end, admitting all right. the the the, exactly. the problems within himself uh, to try to, I guess, ease the blow. But I think that I think yeah, you're right. I think I that totally he wasn't that. so much in love with Brienne, but he definitely Brienne. cared about her, and he thought that possibly something could happen. But now, now his mind's back onto someone that he always thinks about, and that's Cersei, and what he's going to do, how he's going to confront her. You know, what What he's going to have to do with what side, you know, it, there's a lot going into it. But it will be very interesting to see what the Kingslayer ends up doing, you know, when given, when given the opportunity. If they'll have to say screw it and kill Cersei or, or whatever, you know, happens. Or if we'll end up seeing Jaime try to be noble and good and it doesn't help him out at all and he'll end up getting slaughtered for it. So who knows? Right. But – uh We'll have to we'll have to wait until the next episode, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, I I like. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. Um, but I do think it's there is a like it, it's a slight possibility, like one percent chance that um, less than zero chance of. Um, of Arya, or well, Jamie showing up and it actually being Arya because she killed him on the road. Because she's on the road, the hound's on the road, Jamie's riding like on the road now. Um, he's maybe like a half a day behind them or whatever. Um, I I I totally think they are setting that up. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, but I, I think it's a possibility um, that like that face swap situation could happen. Um, I hope it doesn't at this point. Like I want to see. Like I don't. I would be disappointed with Jamie's arc if that is how it ended. Um, but uh, like if he had died protecting Winterfell and like um, and then it happened, like it would be one thing. But um, but nevertheless, I I don't want that to happen now. But I think it it's a possibility. Um, but no, I um, 
I agree with you. I don't know what he wants, and I agree. I agree with you further. I don't think he knows what he wants. I really don't. I don't think he has the slightest clue of what he's going to do when he gets down there. And I think he's just trying to figure it out along the way. Um, and I think a lot of things um, that may happen within the next episode will influence any sort of decisions that he makes. Um, and I just I hope to see um, him follow through with his redemption, and I hope that this scene with he and Brienne was just a um, essentially like a, a, a you know like we said like him trying to play up the worser parts of him um, to uh, you know essentially um, ease the blow of him leaving I guess. Um, but we shall see. Um, all right, let's move on. Rhaegal, R.I.P. So Danny's force forces are sailing uh, back to Dragonstone. Nobody thought to like think about the fact that there's a fucking Iron Fleet that might be just hanging out waiting for him. Um, now I will say this. I, I guess maybe Danny should have known about the like the, the whole like arrow thing because of the scene um, last season where you know her dragon was shot with an arrow, um, but you know the fact that they were like mass produced so quickly um, and that like there were so many of them and all of that like I guess that could be like somewhat excused. Obviously, like the dragons were flying. Um, as scouts in front of um, the ships to like look out for any danger, um, and you know, the, the at the first sign of it, like a dragon died <laughs> um, because of the equipment, the artillery that uh, they have crafted. Um, I don't. Ultimately, I don't. Um, I don't have a huge problem with this. I do think as somewhat foolish to um to fly the dragons out front um i get the fact that there's like spotters that are looking for danger and everything um but like those are your most useful artillery assets what have you um like just fly a ship out front bro like fly a ship like sail a ship out front with like who the fuck ever like don't try to fly your dragons out front to protect the ships. Like, it's just a bad play. Um, I think the fact that, like, Danny doesn't have any, um, like, real generals left um, after Jorah's gone, and obviously we lost Barris a while ago now, um, it, it sucks. Um, obviously a stupid play, Um it totally shocked me when it happened. Um, it, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I think I said that, like, three times in a row. Like, because, like, I mean, Rhaegar got hit, like, once and then twice, and then the third time was, like, through the neck, and it was just, like, done, son. And I was like, oh, oh my fucking God. Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a rough look. Uh, for Danny and her forces, um, probably I 
I'll, I'll give some credence to the critics here. Probably like poor, slightly poor screenwriting, um, but nevertheless, they 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 played it well. It totally took the audience by surprise. I think in that sense, it worked. Um, and uh, yeah, like down to one dragon now. Uh, so definitely um, tilting the odds in Cersei's favor. Um, what did you think about uh, Rhaegal's death and uh, the subsequent, um, I guess, scene in which uh, the you know ships were decimated as well, and they had to you know kind of swim up on Dragonstone? I guess coulda, shoulda, woulda, man. I mean, and I, I completely get it, and um, I understand where people are coming from with their criticisms of this scene. Uh, but for me, this is in character to how Daenerys has been. She's been very sporadic. She's not fucking thinking straight. She's very defiant against her advisors. She wouldn't listen to them. She kind of rushed into this, man. And, yeah, she probably – I mean, she has a fucking dragon. She has two of them. They probably could have gone very, very high in the sky and seen something like that coming up. But she didn't. She kind of went head in. She yeah. thought that she was unstoppable. You know, and and that's the mindset that she has, and it ended up screwing her over uh, with Rhaegal. And uh, yeah, that's this is another thing. I don't think we've gotten this in Game of Thrones. Like we've had people die, but something that takes you by surprise that you really did not see coming. And as soon as one arrow went through him, and then there was like two more, and he was done. It was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then they started attacking fucking. Fucking urine, man. And I know it's Euron. I'm calling him urine because I can't stand him. Uh, he's just too damn cartoonish, and he just annoys me. I can't wait. I hope Jamie actually beheads his ass. But um, fucking urine and uh, their forces taking those uh, those same exact arrows and just putting them through the boats, destroying them. Tyrion and, uh, you know, all the all of them that were on that one ship, Varys, uh Getting capsized and uh, ending up on shore, um, but unfortunately, Masande was not a part of them. Um, so I guess that she listened to and went and hit out wherever uh, Grey Worm told her to, which would end up being another casualty of war along with the dragon for Daenerys and just set things more in motion of taking Daenerys, who is has been at times very sensible, very intelligent. Uh, understanding that her her ego might get get into things, if you will, but being able to put that aside and just setting her to that level of, you know, uh, not the mad not the mad queen or anything like that, but very similar to her her father's, uh, you know, uh, anger levels, if you will. And um, I thought this was a very good scene, a very telling scene. I kind of understood, like I said, why they did it within the story itself because, in fact, like I said, Daenerys is not in the right state of mind, uh, I don't think, uh, to uh, not see something like that coming. I think that she's too damn headstrong. She went in headfirst. One of her damn dragons got killed. She probably should have saw all that coming. She probably should have prepped for that a heck of a lot better. There's a lot of things that she could have done, hindsight 2020. But good old Danny, she's got to do what she wants to do because girls just want to have fun. So, <laughs> I think she- yeah, I I won't address that. Um, I'll I'll say this. Um, I think that um, you could chalk this up to poor writing. You could chalk it up to Danny's arrogance. 
I think either plays relatively well. Um, and um, I think that given that, you know, we've seen as much as we've seen from Danny, um, I, and given what we saw from her character in the room, uh, in the in the battle room when they were planning this this um, assault, um, I, I I lean more ter- towards her arrogance. Now it could be a combination of the two. It probably is a combination of the two, honestly. Um, but it's definitely they definitely set this up as her being like arrogant about like going back to. Um, King's Landing and and just like conquering it, um, and uh, yeah, I mean it it like it obviously didn't work out that way, um, and she kind of had to suffer the consequences for it. Um, so poor Rhaegal, um, R.I.P. I, I've seen a few people posting up things saying like. We we didn't see the body. Like maybe it's so like no, that motherfucker is dead. Did you see that last arrow? He's so dead. Like so dead. Like don't even like yep. no. He's dead. Dead as shit. Um, like I'm sorry, but he's fucking dead. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, you know, uh, this is, again, like uh, brass brass nature. Um, kind of kind of getting the best of her. Um, and you know, I'll kind of say that for Tyrion again, like somebody should have fucking, just like somebody should have said like, Hey, like, don't these guys raise the dead? Should we be in the crypt? Should we burn these bodies? Like, maybe that's a good idea. Um, probably somebody should have said like, Hey, like there's like, uh, you know, she's like, Cersei's got a fleet. Maybe we should. You know, fly some ravens over or something, and uh, let Bran like like warg into some ravens and see what's going on. Like something, like go just plan it a little better. Um, and so yeah, I, I do chalk a little bit of that up to writing, um, but I also you know, I, I, the way the writing is setting it up is is definitely making it seem like um, Danny and Tyrion are not thinking things forward enough. I really fucking hope that like somewhere in the last two episodes like Tyrion has a good plan cuz it's going to be really depressing if like the whole last like three seasons of the show is just Tyrion being an idiot. Um cuz he's not. Um but that's really kind of the I way drink his and is I gone. know things. Yeah, but now you just drink <laughs> and that's upsetting um so again i will Look, give I love people Tyrion, to that but i mean as, as as much as being a leader he has done certain things but he's also been really fucking lucky throughout a lot of it and he's also been even though he's incredibly intelligent very very full of shit like as you know if he's got to get a certain place he'll do whatever he's got to do so you know I, I i'm not saying he's he's bad as the hand of the queen and that some of it also he's dealing with Oh, he's someone that doesn't always want to listen to him. You can definitely say I'm that. I'm just saying, have we ever really thought You're that not he saying was he's the most the intelligent guy? He put a lot of stock on Tyrion is all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I mean, I can't, can't, 
kind of see where you're coming from. Um, I I I disagree in, in several senses. Um, I, I feel like the the sort of pitfalls that he has faced in the past has been more circumstantial than his him like making egregious mistakes. Um, and it's just been egregious mistake after egregious mistake recently. So that, that that's where I would disagree. But um, but I don't think your your thoughts are without merit by any means. Um, all right, let's uh, so let's talk about uh, speaking of Tyrion. Let's talk about his discussion with Varys. So he and Varys have a very detailed discussion um, in which he tells. Uh, Tyrion tells Varys of the information that he has acquired um, that Jon Snow is actually a Targaryen. Um, and of course, Varys being Varys says, how many people know? Uh, eight, maybe. Uh, and like so at that point, it's not – what does he say? I can't remember exactly. He says something to the fact like it's not um, – it's not a rumor anymore. Like it's a, it's information or it's a communication. Something like that. It's something like that. Like it's 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 something to be used. Um, it, it is essentially what he's getting at. It is as the spider. Um, it is information to be utilized, um, uh, at one's will. Uh, and just like that is that is his nature. That is how he thinks. Um, and he's right. It absolutely is. Um, I really, really, really fucking like this scene. I really like that we actually get some like some like dialogue um, from just dialogue in general from Barris and Tyrion um, plotting. Um, it, it you know the conversational. Uh, a conversational scene. Um, I I think both of them have very fucking good points to stand on. I don't I don't take either person's side, um, but I can empathize with both of them. Like I understand Tyrion. He wants to believe in Daenerys. He wants her to succeed. He knows the best parts of her. And knows if she shows the best parts of her, she will be a good queen. On the other hand, Varys is looking at the situation like, I've seen the worst parts of her, and if we see the worst parts of her, then you know, maybe we get a very, very, very bad queen. And look, these people love Jon Snow. They fucking love him. He doesn't even want their love, and they love him. Like Daenerys wants everyone to love her, and you know, she obviously got it in Essos, but in Westeros, she ain't getting shit. But it's, it's like for John, like he doesn't even want their admiration, and they just give it to him. They just they, they, there's something that draws people to him, and maybe somebody who doesn't want to be the ruler. Should actually be the ruler, and I think that was the part that hit me the most. Um, and 
but you know, if I had been Tyrion in that situation, I would have said yes. But maybe someone who doesn't want to rule, you know, necessarily isn't fucking ready or fit to rule. Like, is John really ready to rule? John makes a lot of fucking mistakes. I think people forget that. John is noble. John is very fucking noble. But is John really going to be a good ruler? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think he would be a good king. I I don't I don't think he would have Tyrion says in that scene that a ruler needs some amount of fear. Oh no. He says this she or he says this to Sansa. Um cuz she says you you fear her and he says, "Well, any good ruler has to have, you know, the command of some amount of fear." And I think he's right. Any good monarch has to have that, um, and the, just look at history. It would paint that picture. Um, and John doesn't have that. John, like, John's not really. No one really fears John. They love him, but he's not really feared. Um, I don't. I don't think John would be a great king. I don't. I. I don't necessarily think Danny would be a great king. I don't think there I should be a king. Say. So maybe this is skewing my opinion, but like. I'm just saying I I think they're both wrong. I don't think Danny would be a great queen. I don't I I don't think kings and queens are good in general and I think that is where the story is heading and I think that um eventually maybe all of the characters will get there and kind of realize this. Um and I think that's what they're setting up. I don't think they're setting up um Daenerys ultimately being I, – I think they're giving us a, a, a solid uh, Kansas City shuffle, if you will. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen uh, 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 Lucky Number 11. Um, but, uh, the old Kansas City shuffle. Fakes left, goes right. Um, they're, they're, they're setting this up for us to think Danny's going to be the Mad Queen, John's going to be King and everything. Like, No, neither one of them. They're not – neither one of them are going to be the monarch of this. There's not going to be a fucking Iron Throne after all this, um, and that's what's going to happen, and I think they're setting it up perfectly. I think like the fact that like this conversation happened is just evidence of that. Um, the fact that like one side is arguing on, on one behalf and the other on the other, and I could see both of their flaws and just saying like neither one of them – Neither one of them should be ruling the kingdom, and furthermore, no one should be ruling the kingdom. Um, there should all be separate kingdoms and democracy and all that. Um, that's what I took away from this scene. What did you hippie. take away from this scene? Yes, I know. Um, I really liked it. Two of my favorite uh, power players discussing stuff in the dark, uh, all secretive. Um, well, on a ship in the you know whatever before. It's about to get attacked, but <laughs> no, I, you know I think that was at Dragonstone. That was at Dragonstone. That was they were they were like in that the, like courtroom or whatever. Well, no, there was like just out in the open between them. That's true. They did. Uh, yeah, they did have two scenes. But this, but this, either way, yeah. the dialogue came from the conversation obviously that Tyrion had with Sansa, and we've already talked about it, where she basically laid the information 
And Varys ended up being the person that Tyrion relied on. And now, like he said, this is now communication. This is now, it's not even a rumor. It's not even like hush hush. Too many people know about this. This will get out. Uh, and it's only a matter of time. And I don't, I don't think Varys even like believes in John. But I think that at this point, he's worried that you know he tells Tyrion, I've seen, t- I've, I've ruled under tyrants before. You know, I know what that's like. And it, it goes one way and then ends up in another. But I also like some of the things that Tyrion was saying to him. Like, how many people have you ruled under? Like six. Like, when are you going to actually pick someone that you believe in and actually put faith yeah. in them? And his whole thing's the realms. Which I, I, all right. He's worried about thousands of people, but the spider, you know, he acts pretty fucking noble. But he'll be pretty ruthless and cutthroat if he has to. He's always been like that. I mean, realize, and we've gone through this. Yeah. He sent for Daenerys to get killed as a child, you know, uh, in order to because he, because he was a threat. Yeah, I believe so. I don't think that was him. Didn't she call him out about it? To- Last season for doing it, I think he Remember knew about she... it. I don't, I don't, I don't think he was the one who. I mean, Robert was the one who, like, went like went about it. Because Robert Baratheon. Okay, was so well, Varys was a part of the, the people that might have talked about it. He might have been a part of the well, reasoning. He, either way, he supported. He supported her claim from the beginning because he had a pact with. Um, I forget his name, the bearded dude from the fucking first season that 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 um introduced um uh both um Daenerys and um and uh Viserys to Khal Drogo. Um I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. Uh but uh no, he I mean he 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 I no, he did not try to have her killed. That was not him. I'm I'm almost positive. Like ninety nine percent. All right. Well, either way, Varys is pretty fucking noble, but pretty cutthroat if he has to be at the same time. He's always been like that. He's not like Littlefinger, but I just find that, you know, he's trying to do. I I feel like Varys kind of acts like it's for the better of the realms, but it also could be better for his position, you know, at the same time too. So he kind of goes to the flow. That's that's what he's done. He's evolved. Uh, throughout this whole entire uh, – throughout the kingdoms and stuff like that. So him and Tyrion – and Tyrion literally says it like you are talking about you know, us, us overtaking her. Like this is, this yeah, is not a good treatment. idea. Right. And he's like, you've never thought about this? And you know, Tyrion was like, well, having thoughts about treason and talking about it out loud is two different things. So obviously right. right then and there, Tyrion also has some doubts in the way Daenerys has been acting. And, you know, the fact that he's been fucking up doesn't really help things at all either because he's not proving himself right. to be a good hand. So it's right. a big catch-22. And we have the ending part with Varys basically threatening to kill Danny in short words. And Tyrion kind of tries to correct him or right. get him to rephrase that. And he says, I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, I can't talk about anything else out loud. So right. what the fuck is Varys going to do? He doesn't feel now in his head that Daenerys is fit to rule because he's worried about her becoming a possible tyrant like her father, and that's right. now he's 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 tunnel vision. That's how Varys is. When he realizes something, the 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 gatekeeper or the the for the better of the realms, whatever, he's going to try to get in that direction for whatever reason. We'll 
Tyrion right. tell on Varys now that he threatened his queen? I don't know. Or will he let her go? Because that's a lot of information. He basically just threatened right. Daenerys right in front of him, and he says that he still wants to give her time, and, get, and he has faith that she'll be the right queen. So that causes mm-hmm. a conflict in itself. What's going to happen in the next episode? Are we going to get this type of dialogue? Is there going to be any type of act of betrayal? Will Varys be called out for his shit? I have no idea. And how will Danny react when she's shown by just an example, killing Sam's uh, father and son, her her level of remorse sometimes given the situation. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a very, very cool scene, though, between those two characters and very calculating and telling of uh, – well, the the two scenes combined, if you will, of, of the two of them talking. But yeah. uh, I think they trust each other, but at the same time, they both have opposite uh, sides of the spectrum. So that's going to be very interesting what happens from it. Yeah, I, I like that point that you bring up with will he tell Danny – I mean will he have time to tell Danny? Like where does this next episode take off from? Because um, I think that is important. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean I I, I think um, at the very least, I think this will have some kind of payoff. I don't think they would – I mean maybe they would, but I, I don't think they would set that up without any kind of payoff there, um, at least a conversation revisited. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder about that um, and how that, how that you know, situation will play out and, and what – I think Tyrion brings up a really good point. To Varys, um, when Varys says, "I serve the realm," like, what does this mean? The realm, um, like you serve all these people, you don't know these fucking people. Like, why do you serve these people? I, I want these answers. We're never gonna get them, but I, I do. Like, I, like is Varys just like a saint? Because he didn't seem like one. Like you said, he's like a very ends justified means kind of person, um, and that's not a saint. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 he's such a strange character. I'm so glad though that we got to like get a lot of these two characters in this episode. Um, it's one of the reasons why I actually really enjoyed this episode because I missed these characters having an influence so much because we just haven't gotten them over the last couple seasons. It's been battles and um. You know, scenes that they don't have any involvement in, and I, I really felt like this scene was, um, you know, kind of one of those moments where I was just like, yes, finally we're getting like the discussion between like two of the brightest minds in Westeros, and I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and I understand both sides, I really do. I understand Tyrion's, I understand Tyrion's devotion. Um, to Danny, and I understand the the other side. I, like I I get it. I get why, um, you know, he doesn't want uh, or, or or isn't inclined to um, necessarily support her fully. And like we got that in their war room council, and that's something I don't think we have mentioned. Um, you know, when essentially he was like, look. 
you told me if I ever like just vehemently disagreed with what you were saying, like just to tell you, like I vehemently disagree with what you're saying. Like this is this is not a good idea at all. And like the fact that like she kind of downplayed that. Um, obviously, that kind of fed into his decision making. Um, they killed one of my children. They're your uh, yeah, pets, and damn I, it. Do you understand? I, does she understand the birthing concept? She walked through fire with three stones, and they turned to dragons. She did not give well, birth to any yeah. of them. Sorry, semantics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to her, they're her children. Um, but um, but no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think that uh, that he that Varys um, really. I, I I don't. I don't think that for him personally that it's anything about stuff game. Like I really do think the way they've set up, at least in the show the way they've set up this character like he's he is all about. This is what needs to be done to. You know, protect the realm. the realm, and they've set up his character as much to like really feel that way because, like, I mean, just look at the way his character is. Like, he he's yes, he's the he's the, the master of whispers. He's the he's the spider and all that. Um, but like, also, you know, they give us that backstory, which is in the books, um, of of him being castrated on the streets in Bravos. I think it was Bravos. And, um, you know, uh, by a, a, a sorcerer, um, he ended up, like, killing him or whatever and, uh, you know, uh, roaming the streets of Bravos until, you know, he, he, he you know, gathered some money and, and, and came to Westeros and all that, all that jazz. Um he knows what it's like to be those people. He is the person who has risen to power, um, at least some form of power, who knows what it's like to be in those people's shoes that are um, the, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the normal average everyday Joe, uh, if you will. And uh, so I think that um, that setup and that connection makes sense to me, um, and so I, you know, I, I, I get his motivation. I, I really like Varys. I think he's a great character, um, and I think it makes total sense that he would, um, in, in essence, like he he would fall on his own sword uh, if it meant the betterment of the realm. I think he would do that. Well, um, to go full circle into what we were talking about, uh, to what I was talking about, in season one, on the episode The Wolf and the Lion, uh, he was a part of the small council that decided that they were going to you know, basically poison the children or find some way to kill both the Targaryen children. And his reasoning was because he was trying to seek to serve the realms. So that's always been his thing. It wasn't his idea, but he was a part of that council – and it's that's his whole thing is that if it's if he thinks it's it's for the betterment to serve the realms, he will be a part of something even if it's not the most uh, right not not the best thing if you will not the the most good right. thing if you will noble 
Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's kind of his MO. Makes sense. Um, all right. Last topic. Masande. Uh man, he's fucking heart wrenching. It was beautifully shot. Um the standoff, the discussion between Tyrion and Kyburn. Like Tyrion just like saying like without saying it, just saying fuck off Kyburn and just like Yeah, I'm not talking him. to you motherfucker. Yeah, I loved it. I fucking loved that. Um I wish you looked like, like a headbutted just, him. I guess he well, didn't have a jump, but I don't Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he's tall enough. Um but uh but maybe like kneecapped him. That'd have been nice. Uh but uh but yeah, like I, I love the like the the quick look on Kyburn's face, like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um and, and just hearing me like, Fuck you. Like I'm gonna talk to the person who's in charge here. I'm I'm done talking to you. You're it's Where's your manager? Um Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, and uh yeah, and so like he walks up to uh the uh the I guess the gate to King's Landing, um and talks to Cersei. Um I wanna say this just real quick. I know a lot of people are like, Well, if Cersei hired Bron to like kill him, why didn't she kill him there? Well, if she had killed him, then Kyburn would have been killed. She wouldn't like lose her hand. For like, why? Her hand has done a really good job. Tyrion, not so much for for Danny. Like, why? Why would she want to tr- make that trade? She wouldn't. So that there's your explanation. Just it's that simple. Yeah, um, Tyrion anyway. didn't make giant arrows or raise the dead. You know, he didn't do that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she does not want to lose Kyron. Um, so that's that's why she didn't kill him. Uh, like that's just the simplest explanation. Um, but uh, his his plead with her was obviously very sentimental. Um, he knows her. He very much knows her. And just he knows and, – and here's the thing. Tyrion, Tyrion does have a good heart. He he's not evil. Um, he does not want to see the city burn down. And at this point, I think between everything that's happened, the conversations with Varys, like he knows like Danny's like on the breaking point. And he knows if Masande dies, it's gonna be next to impossible for him to prevent thousands upon thousands of deaths that could be prevented. And that's his motivation. And that's why he makes that move and just walks forward and is like, fuck this. I need to talk to my sister. And for a second there, I thought maybe, I I honestly did. I thought maybe she would just be like, fuck it. And the rest of the season would be about like John and Danny and all their shit. Um, but that was not to be, and, and it probably rightfully so. Um, when she whispers to Masande, like I thought she was gonna just like straight up push her off the fucking building uh, or off the wall. Um, but like, dude, when she fucking like leans in and whispers, like 
if you have any last words, say them now. And then fucking like just kind of floats back into the distance. Oof. God, it just got me because like the tension is so building up. Like I was like, is she gonna push off the wall? Is she gonna like like recognize Tyrion? Like and say like you know what? Fuck it. Like I don't want to deal with this. And then we're gonna deal with John versus Danny and all this shit. Um, I literally was like going back and forth. I did not know what to expect. Um, I got ultimately what I expected, but they at least played it out. So that I I felt like I could have gotten uh, various other things, um, but ultimately, um, you know, Tyrion pleads with her. She doesn't hear him. Emma Sunday is beheaded. Grimm pukes, and Danny walks angrily away, and that's how the show ends. And I am wondering if the next episode picks up directly after or later on. I don't – I'm not sure. Like, I I felt like she was going – like, when she was marching away, I thought she is going to jump on that dragon and just fuck some shit up. Uh, and, like, obviously, it cut away and was, like, end of episode. Um, so I'm wondering, like, if – that's going to be the lead into the next episode or, or how the next episode is going to work. Um, but like, just what were your thoughts on this whole, I don't want to call it a clusterfuck of a scene because it wasn't that, but there's a lot of fucking shit going on in this scene. Um, and just, it was a mind fuck of a scene, if you will. Yeah. I have to say that if you want to really get over uh, tension within a scene uh, as learned by from the Dark Knight with Hans Zimmer. All you need is a cello and just uh, like that constant noise because whoever was doing, whoever does a score for Lord, of the, or for Lord of the Rings for Game of Thrones in general does a great job, but that scene was so tense and it's because of a simil- similar musical structure that they use for uh, the Joker in the Dark Knight, and it just made you really uneasy. And yeah, you might think, well, they'll kill Kyburn if they kill Tyrion, but still, there was part of me that was like, Tyrion, what the fuck are you doing? I know somehow, out of all the evilness that she's done to you, you still love her like a sister to some small extent, and you still want to try to reason with her and think that there might be good or, or whatever, yeah. Still, man, it's not gonna fucking happen. And I was also well. And no, I I would be remiss if I said that I didn't contemplate within at least some seconds of that episode. Like Tyrion might might die right now. Like I totally thought it might happen. Um, obviously, it didn't. Um, and I explained why I think it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I totally thought it might. Yeah, and just uh, you know when he brought up the child and was like he he was doing pretty good. He got her emotionally, and then he brought up because that child might die or something on those lines. And that's when you saw yeah. she wasn't she wasn't getting convinced. But you you fucked up, man. You fucked up. Cersei was like, yeah, we're going through with this. And I'm surprised she didn't get his ass killed right there. But he tried. Uh, he tried to reason. He tried everything. You know. I mean, this is. 
him saying, let me, let me, let me just talk to my sister, Daenerys. We'll get this. Don't worry. She'll be fine. No, that didn't happen. And Sunday, what, what was the thing that she said? Was it uh Dracaris, which is like burn or, or yeah, is that burn. set fire, whatever? Fire. Burn. Uh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Her final words was telling her queen, Surprise. set these, these motherfuckers on fire. Like, don't let my death yep. be in vain. And that's exactly how yeah. Grey Worm felt. That's exactly how Daenerys felt. Um, great, great acting job by Nathalie, or is it Nathalie or Natalie uh, Emmanuel? But she did a great job. Uh, she said she was very happy. It was a very powerful scene. Yeah, she got beheaded, but she basically is the reason for the battle going the way it's going to go, and we know it's going to be bloody, right. and we know that Cersei's so fucking twisted and evil. She put all those people right at the front just to be a, basically a human shield for her, and shit's going to yep. go crazy. I wonder if Grey Worm's going to go out trying to kill the mountain for beheading Missandei. Um, Ooh. You know, I could see that happening. He's going to rush into things, not thinking, um, and uh, – which is a really tense way to end the scene, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, Tyrion really tried, he, he tried to, to do some reasoning, but he kind of should have, uh, should have stuck to the good words he was going for. Also in retrospect, if I'm going to give a little criticism, if you're talking to someone at the top of the wall, you're probably going to be yelling, projecting a lot louder than just having a conversation with the floor. But I, that's, <laughs> that's minor stuff. Uh, and I hope Danny doesn't rush in with Drogon because I feel like Drogon will be taken out real fucking quickly with all the the artillery and arrows that they have now at their disposal. Right. So it's going to be interesting. the The armies are are I think I think Daenerys might be stronger, but there's less. But a lot of people are going to die, and this is something that Tyrion and Varys tried to reason with Daenerys and she would not go for, and it's going to go bad. She tried to give, and also in Daenerys's way, she was like, fine, we'll try one last thing of reasoning. And if it doesn't work Mm -hmm. out, that's what's going to have to happen. At least I gave him a chance. And it's not up to the people though, that you're about to slaughter. Cersei is the one who's in charge and she's the one who made that happen. And she's getting exactly what she wants while she gets to go back into the kingdom and hide herself while all the destruction and mayhem goes on. Yeah, but... Okay. I'm going to defend Daenerys here again. Just, oh, Jesus just Christ. Just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, when's the last time she had a very successful battle um, for her goal? It was when she decided to fucking ride in with her dragons and the Dothraki and just Fuck up all those motherfuckers at the reach, um, and like, I mean, her advisors have not given her great information. They they've not steered her in the right direction. So like, I can't blame her, like ultimately for acting emotionally and be like, well, all these motherfuckers like just keep telling me like to be patient and you know. Blah blah blah, and everything she's fucking up. Like, I I get it. I get it from her perspective. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I understand it. I get why she is trying. Um, why she might go like full on. Um, I'm gonna burn this motherfucker to the ground. Um, and I don't 
think that makes her mad queen, um, personally. Um, I think it would take a few more straws to to be pulled for that. Um, I think it could make it so that um, the people don't want her. Um, I think it's more likely that she dies um, in this battle than anything else. Uh, but I I I I get it. Well, I understand it. I I. I'll say this. Everyone can have perspective, and that's fine. If she goes in there and gets through the main walls and starts barbecuing children and, and, and parents out of a pure rage on top of her dragon, I'm going to think that she might be going in that direction of being the do Mad that. Queen. I don't, I hope I don't not. think she'll do that. Yeah, I, 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 we'll see, but I, I don't think she'll go that far. You sound like Tyrion I, I right really now. Don't. I feel like I'm Varys. Yeah, you are. You're very frontier. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't, man. I don't. I don't think she's gonna like go in there and start barbecuing children. I, I just don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, we'll see. But I, I think ultimately, like she knows her goal, um, and she. I, I think she's gonna like. I think we're gonna get the dragon flying over Westeros and. The, the the throne room being burned to a crisp. Um, I don't think we're going to get a lot of um, unnecessary deaths. I think she will avoid those at any cost, at any way she can. Um, but you know they're going to make it hard for her to avoid them. So we'll see what kind of reactions, what kind of judgment that she has uh, in those situations um all right overall grading of this episode dane on the spot what do you give it out of 10 and wait out of 11 because we go to 11 what do you want well if we go to if we go to 11 i'll give it an eight agreed i think uh yeah i would would have given it a seven but because we get to 11 it's an eight um yeah my god i I think it's fine i think it's a fine episode it's not great um, but it, you know, it's okay. It's well, good. apparently the next episode's um, battles, from what Amelia Clark said, the next episode's battle is going to be bigger than the Battle of Winterfeld. So, whew, craziness. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, that wraps it up here, uh, Dane. Uh, uh, obviously, we got some uh, cool shit coming down the pipe. We got uh. Full Court Press tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to be recapping Game 4s of all of the playoff series. We might have a situation in which all of these series are tied 2-2. It is a very distinct possibility, depending on what happens tonight. Um, but we're at least going to have two series tied 2-2. At worst case, two series that are 3-1. Um, it's going to be fucking crazy. This this playoffs is uh, setting up to be uh, one of the best uh, in recent memory, um, and I can't wait to break it down. So be sure to tune in to Full Court Press tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. We're going to be breaking out all of the action that goes on. Dane, 7 o'clock, Wednesday, what do we got coming at us? 
Wrestling Geeks Alliance. We're going to go over Raw, SmackDown. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, New Japan pay-per-view this last weekend. And also, we're going to be having my good friend Michael Hoyt on. Uh, we're going to be going over the documentaries oh, uh, Wrestling with Shadows. Uh, they had an episode about the Montreal screw job in which Vince McMahon publicly screwed over Bret Hart for the title because he was going over to WCW, and there was a lot of mayhem and bullshit from it. So, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. 7 p.m. EST on Wednesday. Nice. Can't wait to see that. Uh, and, uh, as always, we got Geek Vibes Live coming up this weekend, Sunday night. Uh, we also got Top 10, so be sure to check in with that. Uh, Tia's Top 10. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we've got a, a lot of other great content out there, uh, various interviews, other shows, so be sure to check all those out. Just, uh, you know, check out our iTunes or Blog Talk or, you know, wherever you get your podcast, because uh, they're all there. Um, but, yeah, we got so much shit coming down the pipe. It's going to be a shit ton of fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, great talking with you, Dane. Always love talking to fucking thrones, man. And uh, until next week, peace, man. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.